very special guest today on the ACC Now podcast. I'm News and Observer sports columnist Lucy Cock, and I am joined by NC State head coach Kevin Keats, who is uh, fresh off a morning doing the ACC teleconference and now gets to answer even worse questions than he was asked by the ACC media this morning. Kevin, good morning, and thank you very much for joining us. Luke, it's always a pleasure, and thanks for having me on. Well, let's let's dive right into it because you know I've talked about a lot of things over the past few years, but I don't know that that we've talked about sort of what the ACC meant to you or what you saw uh, growing up in Virginia, growing up in Lynchburg, and then sort of on your your path. I mean, obviously at Hargrave, you were around ACC coaches all the time, uh, and then you know obviously at Louisville, sort of ACC adjacent. What was your kind of exposure as as, as you grew up, and what what did you think? Well, you know, if you're growing up and you're touching North Carolina, and in my sense, we were touching North Carolina and then part of touching uh, Maryland, you know, you grew up and you just remember unbelievable ACC games. And, you know, I, you know, being from Virginia, I remember, you know, guys like Ralph Sampson and and those guys. Um, it's funny because when people always ask me, you know, you grew up in Lynchburg, Virginia, where you were a Virginia or Virginia Tech fan, and I actually wasn't. Um, my time was spent. I actually enjoyed NC State a lot more, and I don't know why. I don't think Virginia Tech was in the ACC at the time, and I know Virginia was, and I remember watching a lot of Merle and stuff, but the, really the closest one to me other than uh, Virginia was NC State. And so, you know, I just loved it. Uh, I thought it was the – you know, the greatest basketball in the world. And, you know, before you knew what everything was about, you used to see some great players and, you know, uh, the visibility of the league. You know, uh, you would see guys growing up, you would be in the backyard thinking you're someone else because guys were playing professional. They were having a chance to, um, you know, play on what we knew as TV at the time. And then I carried that on because I was fortunate enough to work at Hargrave Military Academy and I had so many guys that were in my program that ended up going and playing in the ACC. And a couple of those guys were very successful, Final Fours, National Championships. And it, it was very special to me. So when I had the opportunity, Luke, to take an ACC job, especially a, a job that I grew up really, really loving, NC State, to me, it was really a no-brainer. It was like, you know, hey, I, I was the luckiest guy in the world because I had an opportunity at school that I had followed for so long growing up in Lynchburg, Virginia, you know, playing basketball, seeing ACC basketball. I remember between growing up and at Hargrave, having the opportunities to go and be a part of ACC tournament. And it was great. I just had a good time with it. When you think back to those NC State days, what players come to mind? You know, I just, I I go back. uh, I know David Thompson was before my era, really, but Man, I used to get a chance to see highlights of him and how good of a player he was. And, you know, I, I'll i be honest, the first time I met David Thompson, man, I was like just blown away. Because I'll be honest, when you grow up, you're thinking because David Thompson was such an unbelievable player and a tremendous athlete. I thought he was like six seven. I never really took time to realize that, man, look at his height and look what he was doing. And then I go back, um, I would say he was one. And then I remember Ralph Sampson. And, and I told you, you know, I, I thought Ralph Sampson was tremendous. Um, never seen a guy his size that affected the game at that time. And 
you know, over seven feet tall, but, you know, he was, he was, you know, he was really, really good. And, you know, then as I moved on, not that much older than me, it's hard to, you know, hard to forget about a guy like Lynn Bias um, and what an incredible player he was. And we were all just dying to see him play at the professional level because what so much that he meant to basketball. And, you know, you would see these guys on TV all the time. Not that there wasn't a lot of great players. Uh, NC State, we've had some tremendous alumni, but those guys were the faces of it. You remember seeing those guys a lot, especially during my time. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Len Bias. It's, it strikes me all the time just what kind of still there's a void there with Maryland not being around. It just if you, if you were a little older, and I, I mean, most people didn't grow up with the ACC the way it is now, obviously, but it just doesn't feel right sometimes that that Maryland is is not in that not at the tournament anymore. It's kind of a a weird feeling sometimes for if you grew, yeah, if you grew up look, with it like you did. Look, I agree with you 100. percent You know, I just it it's weird. And I remember when Maryland moved out. I was like, why is that happening? You know, I, at that time I didn't understand any of that stuff. But it's weird because it almost feels like they should be a part of the ACC right now. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, speaking of Part of the ACC. Coach K had some very nice things to say about you on Saturday. I know you weren't really necessarily in the mood to listen to him at that point, but uh, you know, one, you guys did keep it close. Uh, it wasn't single digits, but it was it was close, you know, to the last two or three minutes when they extended their lead a little bit. But and you were asked again today what it meant to hear Coach K say those things about you. But it does strike me when he says things about someone like that. It means you're kind of at the cool kids table now. You've been around the ACC long enough that uh, and with a, in a time where a, more than a few coaches have changed and will change, uh, do you feel like you're in the in club now among ACC coaches? And did COVID have anything to do with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's the in club, uh, but what I will say is, you know, obviously we all come in with different opinions of coaches before you have a chance to meet them. And most time we only know them as coaches. We know what we see on the sideline and what's in front. I've had a chance to be on some very small committees in the last couple of years. Um, and we did it through Zoom. And I've learned so much about Coach K that I didn't know. And what I mean by it is that you know, a lot of times you you see how fiery he is and, you know, he's got great basketball teams and, you know, very competitive. Uh, but I will say this. He really cares about college basketball. He really cares about ACC basketball. Some of those meetings were very private, but some of the things that he fought for or still fighting for for college basketball and ACC basketball, that, that gave me a different – perspective of him other than just a coach and so I respected that part of it and you know we were you know we were we had opinions and sometimes we disagreed sometimes we agreed but at the end of the day I think the mutual feeling is that as a younger coach in this um, profession and a younger coach in the ACC I want to see our conference continue to grow I want to see basketball continue to get better overall and I think we share the same visions about that. And, you know, um, I'm, you know, my teams, you know, he's had more talented teams than us, but we work hard. You know, we were fortunate enough, you know, uh, up until last year, I don't think we had lost a game here to Duke. I think we won by 11 and then 22. And I think that's a respect part of it. That's, um, 
you know, on, on the court, but I think it's more, you know, when you find out and you get a chance to go through some adversity as we as as a group and you get a chance to hang out with somebody and see them other than what their profession is, I think you gain a different respect for them. Is he a, is it different dealing with him on a in, 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 in not a day to day basis, but an ACC basis than you thought it would be? No, I mean, you know, listen, everybody knows he's a competitor. Everybody knows he wants to win. Everybody knows that he's for Duke. For Duke. Everybody knows that, you know, I'm Kevin Keats. I'm the NC State head coach. I'm going to work my ass off to make sure that I, you know, prepare our guys to play. That's what it's about. But, you know, he's different. You know, we're not competitive when it looks like we're all trying to figure out what's best for our conference and what's best for college basketball. And I think we all align up and most coaches in the ACC are the same way. I just was fortunate to be on a small panel with a few of those guys and he and Tony Bennett. Um, I think Steve Force was a part of it one time. We had a select group of ADs and, you know, we were able to just voice our opinion and sometimes it was heard nationally and sometimes it wasn't. Uh <laughs> I, let, let's pivot to your team in this season. Uh, you, you obviously, whatever plans you had went out the window when Manny Bates gets hurt. You knew you were going to have a young backcourt. You, you knew you were going to have some kids. You talked this morning about Turquavion Smith maybe being a little ahead of where you thought he might be in terms of adjusting as a, as a scorer, if nothing else. Um, how hard has it been, and, and obviously this is not the first time you've had to adjust on the fly, but how hard has it been managing sort of the growth of this team and trying you know, not to give them too much at once and, 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 and still get them where they need to be so they can, they can, you know, go up and win it at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think, Luke, I think over the, you know, this is going into my fifth year, and I wish I could say that everything has been great in my fifth, five years here. Um, I'll start with this. You know, we, it's been a major, major struggle that I don't think people even come close to understanding how um, – the NCAA has affected our program. Um, it's not an excuse, it's reality. You know, probably two two months into my tenure here, the guys on TV talking about the FBI, we have your playbook. You know, most of my kids were in seventh grade or eighth grade when this happened. And so, you know, we've, re, re, we've recruited well here. Uh, we've actually been able to sign three and possibly four pros. Um, when you look at Sadiq Bay, who obviously completely did not come here because of the NCAA possibilities. And then Josh Hall and Jalen McHugh. And then we do think that, you know, uh, Darion Sebron at some point will be a pro. I mean, that's four guys that we've been able to ink to NC State. Um, and it's been a challenge. But that being said, you look back at it, you know, unfortunately, a couple of years ago, we had an injury to Devin Daniels. That completely changed our team. But that helped a guy like Darion Sebron become Darion Sebron. And this year, it's no different. You know, if we could, uh, it was one position that we couldn't afford to lose anybody. And it was our center position. Uh, we knew that. We had good guards. We recruited well. But we thought E.B. Dewana and Jalen Gibson and Ernest Ross would be probably another year away. But they would learn, you know, from Manny Bates. And they didn't get that opportunity. Sure. With that being said, our fight is so strong. I'm never going to um, be down on my my kids because they've had every opportunity to just to say, hey, we're young, we're inexperienced, we're not going to fight, we're not going to play. And it's completely been the opposite. You know, we've we fought every game. Um, we've had chances to beat the best of the best at, at the time with Purdue. We've been in every game. And 
uh, you know, to be honest with you, Luke, that's just who I am. You know, we concentrate on what's, you know, the guys that's in this program that fight. And we really don't listen to the outside noise because I'm very confident as a coach and my players are very confident. And are we as talented as most teams? We're not. But at the end of the day, we're going to fight. We're going to claw. We're going to scrap. If we have a game where people don't think that we're playing well, it's not because it's going to be a lack of effort. And, you know, we're going to keep fighting. We're going to win our share of games. But similar, and I, I said this the other day, similar to the way uh, our football program in 2019 really, really struggled. And I was a part of that, and it was tough. But at the end of the day, that year helped them win the games that they won this year and, and last year. And so yeah. I'm, I'm – look, I love my bunch. Uh, I'm going to go to fight for them every day. Uh, I'm going to be in there. Believe it or not, people may not think this. I'm having fun with these guys. We may not get the results that I want or that we all need or we want, but at the end of the day, I'm actually having fun because I see the growth in so many guys. Yeah, and and I thought that the home game against Louisville, the way that ended, you know, a team that that didn't have that kind of heart could have started walking away then because you give up to really two prayers on two consecutive possessions and get beat at home. Uh, and then you go up and, you know, get get your revenge. I, I, I thought that was a, a you know, a, a, an interesting, an interesting moment there. What let me ask you this. You talked about the NCA stuff and you had an NCA tournament team in 2020 that that would have made the tournament if it weren't for COVID. You should have made it in 19, I, I believe. Um, what's your favorite moment at NC State? Well, my favorite moments, God, you put me on the spot. Um, man, I have so many. Just, I just want you to think about our first year. You know, we we go over to, you know, uh, Battle for Atlantis. And, man, nobody – I was so mad, Luke. This is a funny story. Um, young lady who runs it, um, Lee, she's unbelievable. She does a tremendous mm-hmm. job. I remember calling her and saying, hey, we're playing – Arizona and it's only eight teams. And I'm assuming you're going to have Arizona as the number one team. Are you, are you saying <laughs> that we're the number eight team? And she was politically correct. She's a beautiful girl. She does a great job. And so I tell you that, that, that fire was unbelievable. You know, I, I went into the locker room and told the guys, Hey, we're invited to this tournament, but we're the eight seed. Um, and you know, it's a good field, but I don't feel like we should be the eight seed. That was a great win. Uh, we went over there. We beat number two Arizona at the time. At the time, we were Duke was kind of one and two in Arizona, and everybody was saying, "Oh man, Kevin Keats don't respect the fact that Duke is the number one team in the country." Because I said, arguably, I said the word arguably, Arizona. We're going over to the battle for Atlantis and play arguably the number one team. So. You know how it goes. I don't, look, you might even spun it too. You might even said it. You know, I might, have, I might have been the one who asked the question. I, yeah, you, yeah, you might have. And so and that, and don't forget, like, all right. So DeAndre Ayton's on that Arizona team. Shaq yeah. was there walking around. I mean, that's as big a game as you can get in a hotel ballroom. Oh, it's the biggest game as you can get, and and so we win the game, and uh, my game, my guys get unbelievable experience. We start the ACC. Uh, we're still trying to have to figure out how to win. Just remember the team I took over had, they only won four conference game and they had some good players, but they didn't know how to win. And so we go down to, um, we go to Clemson and I think we lose by 16 to open up the ACC. We go, I said, that's okay. It's the first game. We beat Arizona. We're going to be fine. We go to Notre Dame 
and we lose by 30. And uh, I'm sitting in the locker room and I'm saying, man, we just my coaches are like, this is going to be hard. Uh, this is one of the worst things, uh, toughest jobs that we've ever taken over. And I said, I went in the locker room, I sit down with the players and I said, do me a favor. I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I know we got a great win under our belt. But if you would do me one favor and just continue to fight, and that's the word I use, I said, fight, fight, keep fighting. I think we will turn things around. So fast forward, here we go. I just made the comment, new coach, ACC, uh, Arizona is the number one team in the country. You know who's you know was number one at the time was Duke, and I I, I don't read the internet uh, much at all. But one guy says um, when Duke plays NC State, when you play against Coach K, he's gonna put you across his knee and spank you like a baby. <laughs> that was not me, and that wasn't you. So look, I just laughed. I just said, listen, I got a mom and father. And the only people that's ever spanked me is my mom and father, so I'm not worried about that. So we win. We we play that game. Uh, we're 0-2. We get our first win. Uh, we beat the number two team in the country. Convincingly had a great, you know, uh, conference run. We were 11-7. and And I'm still disturbed that we were 11-7 and beating new, two number twos. I think that year we'd be four top 25 teams or maybe even five. And they gave us a nine seed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we played against a, a very seasoned Seton Hall team that the year before had had the same adversity loss, and they were just better. They were tougher, you know. And so when you look back at our years, it's so crazy because we were 35 in the net. I know people are going to say, hey, man, your non-conference wasn't – well, at the time we played a great conference schedule. We should have got in. Absolutely. Then – the next year, uh, obviously, then there's the pandemic, which I think a lot of people will forget that there was no tournament. And then the the other year, we we should have got in also. And so um, you look at us, we've been knock on wood. There hasn't been a year that we've been here that we haven't had a winning ACC record, which is pretty doggone good for four years. And that's not not that's not for me. That's for the players that's played in the program and the assistant coaches that work their butt off. But I love where our program is. We're fighting. We're clawing. We, we've had to go through adversity. You know, the things that, you know, people may not know, Luke, before when I took the job, this place was a uh, mess academically. Uh, our APR was um, – I didn't know if we were going to get hit with postseason because of the NCAA stuff or if we were going to lose postseason because of our APR. It was a mess. And so those are things that, you know, most people don't know from – outside looking in because I don't air our dirty laundry. I just wanted to clean the program up and I'm you know, happy to say we're in great shape APR. Uh, we have um, our team GPA has been at either above a 3.0 or right above, right at a 3.0. So it's been a lot of, you know, stuff behind the scenes that we've had to do to clean the program. In my opinion, people throw around culture all the time and the culture is not that, you know, I was taking shots at the old staff. It just where I it wasn't where I wanted it to be. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a, a lot of work to do here, uh, getting ready for uh, for Virginia Tech again. Um, but uh, but thank you. I've enjoyed it, and uh, it's it's interesting to kind of hear some of the stuff that gets lost in the day to day, you know, basketballing that that we're all doing. So thanks, and uh, look forward to seeing you Wednesday night. Hey Luke, I appreciate you, buddy, and thanks for having me on. You got it. I'm News and Observer Sports columnist Luke Cock, and this has been the ACC Now podcast.